Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wicked Duct Tape with your host, Russell Ellis. Russ is the author of Duct Tape Won't Fix This, a moving story of raising a chronically ill child and how this affected his family dynamic. Here, Russ gives men permission to recognize and express their emotions. He also discusses ways to confront these situations as a family in a united and cohesive way. Here is your host, Russ Ellis. Good evening, this is Russ Ellis, and I am the author of, I am your host, and I also am the author of Duct Tape Won't Fix This, A Father's Perspective on Raising a Chronically Old Child, and tonight we're going to talk about some more issues along the uh, lines of what's happened up to this point in the life of my child who has had cancer six times over the last 37 years. And she's also had another very challenging uh, disease as well as the cancer, and it's called Chiari disease. And basically what that does is it um, the brain squeezes out the back of the skull and pinches the nerves in the spinal column and <clears throat> causes, you know, limp arms and legs and, and other types of issues. And seven years ago, she went into Boston and had the surgery done to um, repair it, supposedly. And for the last seven years, she has been in constant pain because of the surgery. And she found somebody in um, Pennsylvania that... uh, said he could help her, uh, and they, what they did was they tried to attach a, like a pacemaker to the occipital nerve and tried to use that to uh, offset the pain signals, and that didn't work. So they had surgery to remove what they had done. So that's the third surgery. And then two weeks ago, she had surgery to fuse her skull to her spine. And they said it would be one week of hell after. And, you know, she was willing to go along with it uh, because, you know, to get out from the pain that she'd been feeling, you know, for seven years, she's willing to take a week worth of, you know, hard times. And today is day 14. And she still has unbelievable pain in her left ear, the left side of her face, and her left arm is weak. And the way she described it is her left ear pops, and what it does is excruciating. And she just lays there and just whimpers and cries and, it's just unbelievable. Um, and when, it's, when the eardrum doesn't pop, it feels like it's being she's being stabbed with an ice pick. So there's some gruesome details that, that nobody wants to hear. 
but by the same token, you know, having gone through all that she's gone through prior to this, you know, and again, I can only bring it back to, you know, what it does, how it makes me feel as father, uh, husband, you know, whatever. It just is, it's, it's excruciating to go through it again. You know, this is, uh, all the feelings are the same. You know, it's, it's just amazing to me that, that this is, I can't believe how tough this kid is. I just can't. You know, I mean, she is an incredibly powerful woman. She is, you know, her positive energy is, is up there with the best of the best. And But right now she's in, you know, 14 days of no sleep, no food, no relief, and constant pain. You know, she's, she's that, how much more can a person, you know, endure? So somebody's got to do something quickly here. And, you know, they seem to be coming together as an entire hospital with all the apartments, you know, because they've never seen anything like this. Um, <laughs> the surgeon, the, the, uh, the other, all the other departments who have anything to do with this. Um, pain management, uh, the pharmacy. Uh, she's got a floater in her right eye. And, I mean, it's just, you know, all of the things on top of the surgery itself, you know, they, they you know, fused the, the skull to the uh, spine, and that unto itself is a huge uh, cause of pain, but nobody understands what's happening to the rest of this and how it's happening or what, you know, how to fix it or how to deal with it. And uh, again, as as dad, I'm... I'm I'm struggling because, you know, this just feels like all the other times, you know, and, and I don't have the ability to fix it, you know. I really don't have the ability right now to do anything about it, you know, other than to put it out there and, you know, get her into everybody's prayer list or whatever. But, but that's, you know, that's not what guys do. Guys got to be involved. They got to fix things. And... You know, I guess this is one of the, the tough lessons that I'm I'm having to learn again is that I need to turn it over and leave it for someone who knows how to fix it to do it and just be believe that this is going to happen and it's going to fix itself. But it's a bitch. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I, I understand myself. You know, I would give my left arm to swap places with her, you know, just give her a break. Let her, you know, let her live her life and, and be as happy and, and and carefree as she needs to be, you know, and she's gone through enough, you know, but she's still, even in spite of all she's gone through, she still is, is positive and upbeat and, and I, I don't think I could. <laughs> I just don't think I could. You know, this has been a, a a lifetime. I mean, it's not just long extended period. This is, you know, from three years old to now, 37 years later. And, you know, th- there's been a constant supply of, of not pleasant stuff, and yet she's 
develop this attitude of, of gratefulness and, and thankfulness and, and you know, this too will pass and, you know, uh, I can handle this, I can handle anything. And, you know, I mean, she's just an incredible young woman. And, I mean, she isn't even young anymore, well, accordingly. <laughs> She'll kill me if, I, if she is, I said that. But, I mean, she's 40, all right? And that's that's an incredible amount of stuff that she's gone through. And, you know, I, I know 10 people <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't start to come out, right? Um, you know, she's, she's, what I'm saying is that she's had more go wrong than any 10 other people that I know. And, and yet she's, you know, she's trying to keep going forward. And she's trying to, you know, thank God her sister is at the hospital with her down on Long Island. Um, and that means that, you know, the family still has to go on here, the three daughters, my granddaughters, uh, and the dad have to keep the, you know, fires burning on the home front. So my daughter is down there advocating for her. And the rest of us are up here running kids to practice here and practice there and breaking the lawn and, you know, all the things necessary to keep a household functioning. My ex is involved with, you know, sewing and, and dinner and making sure the kids get, you know, are there when the kids get home from school and make sure that they do all of their homework and things they need to do. And and so it's, it's just, you know, we're coming together as a family <clears throat> But it's still, it's this this issue that just keeps rearing its ugly head, you know, and and trying to be, trying to maintain a positive, upbeat attitude. For me, is very difficult, you know. I still feel, excuse me, I still feel responsible. Um, maybe I just need to take a look at, you know, again, take another deeper, harder look at, you know, how do I switch out from what I'm feeling? <clears throat> because what I'm, the way things are going, it ain't working, not for me. And, and I'm, I'm, everything that I wrote about in the book, all of those things are back. You know, the depression, the, the uh, anger, the rage, the, you know, everything that I wrote about is back. But at this point, I think I've come to terms with the fact that I can't fix it. I can't change it. So I have to deal with it. And, and it's, it's, you know, it sucks out loud, but it's not that mind cramp that it used to be. Um, <clears throat> and I don't mean that, that it's in any way okay. It's just less cumbersome on my in my psyche that um that maybe I can now learn a little bit more from this as we move forward and be there for her in the way she needs me to be there for her and for my family to you know, to be there for them the way they need me to be there for them. Even if it means just breaking the guard and, and keeping uh, you know the household going and Whatever it takes, you know, that's, that's basically what I'm willing to do. Um, and, and no matter what, no matter how much time passes, no matter how many years, she is still my youngest child, my baby. 
Um, and, and I guess that's always going to be so that it's it's hard, you know, as dad to not be able to fix this. But I've never been able to fix it, you know. So, I mean, when they, I need to maybe readjust my thinking or, or I, I know I do, I always do. And I always need to be keeping it in mind and, and moving forward. And when something's not working properly, uh, you know, to take a good hard look what's pushing behind it um, so that it's, this comes out and everybody's better at the other side of it, even though we all go through the same, you know, the same pain, the same angst, the same fear, you know, the same rage. And I want to go down there and tear those doctor's arms off, you know, or something because they're not helping my baby. And they've trained, they've changed the, um, the meds in 14 days. I bet you they've changed it. 12 times and nothing seems to work and you know 14 days you know with no food no rest no no relief you know I mean how many can you expect a person to do you know just put her into a medical coma or something just give her some rest again but they don't ask me so <laughs> uh, it's probably just as well they don't ask me and, and again I, I step back and I take a look at how the family reacts around the issues and all the friends. And, you know, the, the positive information and wishes and prayers and, and on and on and on it goes. And, and the articles that are written in national magazines around her, uh, something that she loves, her passion, which is horses. Um, people writing articles in there, and, and I don't remember the name of the actual um, magazine, but but it was uh, you know it just nice things said about her you know, across the across the country, and she's been traveling across the country for many years, taking uh, farm shoots of uh, different farms all over the country. So she's she's doing that, and she's you know, she's she's pretty pretty smart. And she runs, was running an IT department before she got downsized. Uh, right now, she's just looking. <clears throat> Actually, she's trying to recoup. What am I saying? She's not looking at anything other than trying to get some sleep and stop aching. So that's that's the issue. And then her sister is down there, and she is just as amazing as uh, as my youngest one because you know yeah, she's just it's like they're connected with a, a umbilical cord at the hip. You know, they're they're together, and, and anybody doubts it, you wouldn't want to stand between them uh, for the pain that would be coming at you. Uh, and, and so that's that's a good thing, you know. And then, and then my son-in-law, he's handling things up here like a champ, um, and I get to help as much as I can driving here and raking there, whatever, you know, then I'll do whatever I have to to help. Make sure that things go. And I said, as I said, my, uh, my ex-wife and She's there for the kids after school, get some dinner, and make sure they're doing the homework. And, you know, so things are really moving as smoothly as they can. It's just this bump in the middle of it all that is this disease that is causing us all, you know, heartache and, and worry and stress and, you know, because there's nothing we can do as family to fix it or change it. 
you know, and, and it's just how do, you, how do you move out of that space and, and get it, you know, get it functioning better? Uh, I just don't have an answer right now, but I'm certainly working at it and trying to figure it out. Um, all right, so I'm going to take one minute here and play a commercial, and we'll be back in just a sec. Hey, Jenna, have you seen the TV show Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod on Channel 99? OMG, I love that show. It's with Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. She's an international best-selling author and Lori Boyle, the CEO of Lori Boyle Media. Right. They're hosting a personal development seminar, Retreat for the Soul. It's about your dreams, meditation, healing, and the subconscious mind. Ooh. It sounds fun. And rejuvenating. Let's go. Where do we sign up? Their website, wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Did you know that you can use your own radio show to promote your business and become a celebrity in your area or industry? Do you have a great idea for a radio show or a passion that you would like to share with other like-minded people? The Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio and TV hosts Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle will show you how. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Do you have a great story to tell or do you want to write your memoir? Best-selling author Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle, CEO of Lori Boyle Media, are the hosts of the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod TV and radio shows. Join their writer's workshop intensive to get writing and get published. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Okay. So it seems like we're back. All right. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Again, as, we, as I look at the number of people across the country, friends, family, uh, acquaintances. There are there is a huge, huge number out there of people who are are pitching in and offering their good feelings, their prayers, their you know uh, uh, positive feedback, you know, goodwill uh, to my daughter and to our family. And I think it's just incredible. And I'm grateful for the the uh, World Wide Web, you know, because this information is now immediate and it gets out there to everybody that needs to know or hear about it. And you know, there's there's I guess there's just a lot of I guess a lot of time I don't stop and think about the power of prayer, and you know, and, and I guess I need to. And, Admit that, that how powerful it really is, you know, not only in my life, but I, as I watch it in others. You know, some people, you know, they just go through the motions, and, and but then others, you know, I mean, I, I physically am witness to the the miracle of change or the miracle of um, healing that takes place when it's true and it's genuine, and there's. You know, there's no uh, falseness to it. So, again, uh, to all the folks across the country uh, who are, you know, are, are offering their, their good, I'm stuck here, uh, who are offering their love and their compassion and their help to bring this to an end and to make it, uh, so that my daughter, their friend, um, their favorite photographer, however it works out, <clears throat> gets better. 
you know, because she makes an impact. She's made an impact in the world. And that's that's needs to continue. You know, she's done you know, she she does things like uh, rescues puppies, you know, like seven hundred puppies rescued. Um she's she put together a toy drive when uh, Sandy came aboard down in New York, New Jersey, brought an entire truckload with to the people down there so that they would have kids. Um and she's always doing fundraisers and, and helping. Uh, she does uh, farm shoots and, and photo shoots and just always, you know, in a very positive, upbeat uh, manner. And and I guess what I'm envisioning here is that she is, this is the payback that she gets to, to uh, from the people across the country that she's touched. And it's it's an, an absolutely marvelous thing, and I'm sure that she's going to, uh, re, you know, recover from this, and she'll be better for it. But she's going to be a little bit more scarred from it as well. And, and you know, I, I hate to see her in such stuff, you know. But there's nothing that I can do other than offer up my own prayers and to to put it out there to my friends who are, you know, parts of powerful uh, prayer trees across the country, you know, and I'm not one to talk about prayer or religion or or anything along these lines, you know, because it just, you know, that's the way it is. You don't talk about politics, you don't talk about religion, yada, 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 whatever. But that's what I believe anyway. And, and I, I was taught to believe but, but it's not true, you know. I mean, I see it on a daily basis. I see it on a yearly basis. I see how good people come together. I see how good people change the world. You know, never mind these nitwits in Washington who are stealing from us, you know, day in and day out. I, I, I shut off the TV, radio, no newspaper or anything five years ago. My life has changed considerably. What I'm saying to you is that I can fix only what's in front of me. Therefore, I work with what's in front of me. I, I can what's happening across the globe. I can have, fix what's happening here, you know, in town or here in the state, and I can participate that way, you know. And, and that's how. Uh, here I go. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to mean it. Right? But that's how God acts in my life through other people. And I, since I started this project of the, the Magic Hat Project, I have met more wonderful, loving, giving, caring, sharing people than I thought existed on the planet because I had bought into the line of BS that was, you know, through the news and whatever. You know, don't trust anybody. They're all out to screw you. Well, that ain't so, you know. Injustice. Yeah, there's people out there that do it, man, but they're all the politicians and the, the whatever. But I'm telling you, you never hear about the people that are doing the good. You know, I've met more people who have started their own charities, you know, for different reasons. You know, whatever their child's um, diagnosis is, 
they've got something going. And, and a wonderful, amazing woman, and, uh, well, down the road a ways, and, and she's passing laws in, through Congress. All right? That's how involved she got. And God help you, you stand in her way. Because <laughs> you're going to be consumed. You either get on board or get the hell out of the way. Because she's, she's, this is going to happen. And and all of the people that are, are connected with her charity, or all the people that are connected with, you know, you know, the American Cancer Society is is just a goliath, right? A goliath. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the little. Um, grassroots people that are doing so much with so little, you know, um, and, and changing lives and changing laws and changing, you know, uh, um, medical outcomes, you know, by pressuring people, you know, and it's just, that's what has come into my life as I started this project. You know, now my project, the Magic Hat Project, is designed to work with the fathers of chronically ill kids and give them a chance to, excuse me, just to have a place to share, you know, some place to talk. Because guys don't talk. I don't know if you women have noticed that, but, you know, guys, you know, we we just don't talk about uh, emotions and feelings and, and things like that because that's the way we're trained. But the, again, it does, you know, there are 32 million families with a sick kid, and out of that, there are 80% divorce rate. You know, we got to do something. We got to do something different, and we got to do it now. So that's what I'm. I'm. I keep bringing up all these topics because guys need to learn how to talk about that which is killing us. All right, which is is you know, wrapping our families up into some sort of a um, a disposable issue. And they're not. What's wrong with America is the family is broken, all right? And until we fix it, all right, we're going to continue to suffer the uh, consequences of it. And that's that's the big thing what I want to, that I'm trying to do here is to fix families, all right? And I would consider it a success if I just help one's family stay together, all right, by giving dad a place to dump, a place to, um, you know, just to unwind and let him know he's not crazy alone or, you know, uh, um, having thoughts that somebody nobody else has had. He's not unique. I thought for all those years I was unique. Nobody knew what I was going through. Well, there are 32 million dads out there. Who the hell am I to think that? And who the hell are you to think that? But we, it's not safe to talk about stuff because that's how we're trained. So, again, little by little, I'm going to break this wall down. If it kills me, I'm going to break this wall down. And I'm going to put myself in, you know, I'll be the goat. All right, uh, you want to point your finger and whisper and, and laugh or whatever, that's okay. As long as we can get some folks to talk and, and to be a participant in this process, that's all we need is a little bit of part of, uh, a little bit of uh, forward motion, and then this thing is going to take off. And it's going to be, <clears throat> it is going to be a force to be reckoned.
with everybody, and I'm excited to be a part of it, and I'm proud that I've reached out and started this. So I could use your help to get it going. And until next week, I think I'm going to have to shut this down because it's time. And thanks again for listening, and um, we'll connect again next week. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Wicked Duct Tape. You may join Russ every Tuesday night from 6 to 6.30 Eastern Time right here on the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio Network. Thanks for listening and have a great week.